Perfect. Thank you, Chantelle, for all of that. That was absolutely wonderful. So let me just read this out first of all. Uh, this is from a lady who emailed in and uh, shared some thoughts. Dear Mel and team, Mel, hello, I'll be saying hello to you in a second. Um, thank you for your prayer and the others you have said to me and for my family. I wanted to let you know that not this Sunday, but the one before, I had the most amazing feeling while listening to the service, while we were asking for the Holy Spirit to come and fill us. When we were asking that, I heard this inner voice that told me that I was worthy of the Lord and his love. I cried so hard. I have felt like so long I wasn't worthy of his love. And here I was receiving this spirit in his person, in this person. I'm out of that bit. Um, your service and your church is to thank for my breakthrough and I thank you so much. What an incredible story. Thank you for emailing then. It's so precious. Now, today we are bringing to the end of an incredible series on the Holy Spirit. We started off with Annie Smith from Belfast Vineyard a few weeks ago. Mark then introduced us to the series. I spoke and then Jenna spoke last week. Um, so it's been short, but it's been so sweet and wonderful to do this in series. And with most of the series we do when we're speaking, um, we always like to tag a Q&A on the end. We try and cover as much content as we can, but we know this always generates questions. Um, what if this and what about that? Um, and so just a reminder, Jenna already said that we would love to address your questions. So email in uh, or connect at thevineyardchurch.co.uk or put them in the chat. We'll be looking at them throughout and indeed uh, we'll make up some questions of ourselves. But today, this isn't just me, this isn't just Jenna. We are joined by this incredible panel and not just anyone, as I said right at the beginning of the service, but our alpha leaders from probably the last 10 years of Vineyard Church. Uh, we have the likes of joining us online. We have Megan from Ireland. We have Ian from France and they are with us. There they are. You can see them at home on the screen and they're up there. So just give us a wave, guys. Um, so from France and, uh, and from Ireland, and we also have AJ and Jenna from Hatfield. It's not quite as glamorous, but we're just delighted to have it. And Mel from St Albans, although, you know, soon to be married and moving around. But absolutely lovely to have you with us as well. A huge hello to you guys. And it is a genuinely a delight. As uh, Jenna said, we've never done this kind of interview. We've had people online joining us, people in the building. Um, but we all know each other. We're all very good friends. So hopefully this will be a, uh, a bit of a breeze once we get started. Um, but Jenna, you spoke last week. You kind of introduced, your, well, you've introduced yourself and AJ in terms of how you came to encounter the Holy Spirit. Um, I'd love to hear more as we talk today. And AJ, I can't wait to hear what you've got to say. Um, but why don't we just take a moment just to kind of reintroduce you to these guys. First of all, why don't I go to Ian? Ian, what was your first encounter of the Holy Spirit? Give us some context here. Thank you, Richard. Um, Richard warned me he was going to ask this, and it made me feel very old because I realised my first experience of the Holy Spirit was before any of the rest of the panel were born. Um, it was in 1976 in my uh, church um, in Salisbury, and there was a just one week the, someone with visiting speaker came, invited people to the front. I went to the front very early on, closed my eyes, um, was prayed for. I fell over. I ended up speaking in tongues. Um, and when I sort of came to from all of that, I realized that probably 90% of the church were up there getting prayed for. It was just an amazing experience, amazing corporate experience, an amazing personal experience. 
so much wisdom and insight, but uh, some amazing stories. I can't wait to hear more from him. But why don't we go to Megan? Megan, what was your first encounter with the Holy Spirit? Hey, Richard. Um, so my first encounter was when I was around two and a half. Um, so I grew up in a home where um, the Holy Spirit was very much invited into to the atmosphere, you know, in, in the hearts of um, my my family so that um, I experienced the Holy Spirit from very young uh, and you know people mum had a prayer like a connect group and a home group and there was always lots of ministry and you know inviting the Holy Spirit in so I grew up as a child walking around people laid out in the spirit on the floor you know walk into the kitchen and somebody's laid out on the floor um, in ministry being prayed for um, and just seeing the Holy Spirit at work doing amazing things in, in these sort of adults that were in this um in my home so mom then because I, I was thinking about this and one at one point in alpha I was sort of sharing a bit and and it, it uh, led me to lead it to look a bit deeper into when my actual first encounter was because I feel like the Holy Spirit's been with me my whole life as an adult so it made me sort of think really really think back um and mom mom sort of said that when I was two and a half um I was in my little dungarees in the kitchen and I said right mom put down that drying cloth and pray the Holy Spirit into me and up went my hands um it's sort of inviting that prayer and and that makes sense you know um when I look back at my life but but yeah Incredible, right? Just amazing. Uh, and that's no surprise if you know Megan that that's true. Um, she has been living, breathing, and probably sweating the Holy Spirit ever since uh, she was two and a half years old. Just an incredible story. Now, Mel, it's so lovely to have you in the room and on stage. Tell us about your first encounter, encounter with the Holy Spirit. Um, yeah, so mine was uh, probably not quite as quick as <laughs> Megan. So I, I became Christian when I was in my mid-20s. Um, I remember it was in August, it was at Soul Survivor Church, um, and I'd put my hand up, said the prayer, and, and I think I was expecting this huge blow over because a lot of people were falling over, that didn't happen for me. Um, and I remember it was actually the next spring before I actually felt that I'd encountered the Holy Spirit. Wow. Um, I was walking back to work from lunch, and I go past, at the time I was working in Bournemouth, I had to go past this industrial estate, uh, and there was all this chicken wire. It was very pretty, a bit green. Um, and then I suddenly heard uh, the Lord say, stop and look at that flower. And I turned around, there was this one pink, bright pink flower. And I stopped and it was one of those moments that sort of takes your breath away. Now, I mean, I love flowers, so I've seen flowers before. It wasn't like that. But it was literally looking at the detail, like the Lord was just showing me. He'd placed that there for me in that moment. Um, and I was just thinking on that with him and he was telling me about sort of you know think of the flowers of the fields it says in the bible doesn't it the flowers of the fields solomon in all his glory was not clothed as well as one of these and that for me spoke in that moment of god's good care over my life of his promise for provision over my life um yeah and it was just awesome it was a bit like stepping into the land of oz you know it was suddenly technicolor i wasn't in kansas anymore i love that <laughs> What a beautiful story. What I love about that is just how vastly different all these stories were as well. Um, you know, two and a half, give me the Holy Spirit now, to actually this, this slow realisation that the Spirit had, had kind of come and met with you. It's just amazing. Now, I'm going to dive in now because I just want to get on and get, I want to draw as much as I can out of you guys. But Jenna, let me start with you because last week, I think it was a huge sigh of relief for, for many of us when you said, isn't like just being filled with the Holy Spirit and seeing the Holy Spirit work and people falling over and all this, 
isn't that just strange sometimes? It's just a bit different, right? <laughs> um, I just want to give you an opportunity to elaborate on that. You touched on it last week so beautifully, but why is it so different? Why is it so different for people and uh, unexpected? Yeah, it's a great question. I think, you know, and as we've heard already this morning, like when we encounter the Holy Spirit, we encounter him in different ways, don't we? You know, Ian had a moment where he fell over and he spoke in tongues and um, Mel obviously felt God's voice um, speaking to her and he showed her through the flower. And, and I think that's the key. I think like we're all different. We're all made up of different characters, different personalities. And, um, you know, I suppose thinking about uh, AJ, you know, being a dad, we've got three young children. He loves each of our children the same. He loves them so much, but they're all different personalities and characters. And AJ knows that as, as their dad and he responds to them and loves them in different ways. Like my daughter hates doesn't really like being hugged so much, whereas she loves like the like rough and tumble play. And it's different for each of them. And I and I think that's like God, like when we encounter the Holy Spirit, He He meets us in different ways. He knows what we need. He knows how to love us in the best way possible. And we respond in different ways because um, we're different. We're made up with different characters, different personalities. And, you know, the same way that you'd maybe react to a surprise birthday party, for example, might be very different to the person next to you. It's the same event, but um, you respond in a different way. So, yeah, and I think sometimes we don't always know what, what we need. Well, we don't often, do we? But God does. Um, so sometimes how we're expecting to meet with the Holy Spirit is different to how we are, um, how we are met with him. And I think another way to sort of illustrate that is um, sometimes, if you know, someone you really love, you come into contact with them, you haven't maybe seen them for a little while, or you've been, um, I don't know, maybe dealing with some stuff that you didn't realise was affecting you. And when you have that embrace with that person, I remember recently, like, just that embrace with my mum, and just suddenly I started crying. And all this stuff that I was sort of holding in it was like that release um just knowing that she she was there and she loved me and in that moment I didn't know I needed to cry but I did in that moment and I think again I think that's how we respond to the Holy Spirit when we feel his arms around us when we're in that safe place where we know we're loved uh we react in ways that maybe we didn't anticipate we would well, there's some incredible stuff in there, especially the birthday party, surprise party. I mean, I strike fear in my heart when I think of those things. But, but that's a great example and realising that actually it's almost like God knows what we need before we do. Um, when we do the Encounter the Holy Spirit Day at church, um, there's always a particular phrase. I think you say it quite a lot now, don't you? Just in terms of how he approaches us. Yeah, so I, I found for me personally that Holy Spirit has always been the perfect gentleman. Mm. Um, never forced himself on me. But having said that, I do think um, that he does push us out of our comfort zones. Um, this is testament to that for me because, as most of you know, I'm not a public speaker. My comfort zone may as well be in Australia at the moment. This is so far <laughs> removed from it. Um, but God does give you that nudge. I call it his divine kick, uh, which I need sometimes. But, you know, his promise is that he's always with us. And I think, you know, he's, I always sense he's just there going, come on, you can do it. Yeah. Go, I'm with you. That's brilliant. I love that. And just that little touch and taste of it. Um, you guys online, do you want to say anything? I don't want you just to watch. Richard, yes. Can I, I, I absolutely agree with, with Mel about he, he is a perfect gentleman. If we're, you know, if you're someone that's sort of thinking, what's going to happen here? I'm, I'm a bit afraid. God deals with us as individuals. He knows what we're like. But at the same time, I, I don't want us to stop there 
because actually God wants to take us deeper. Uh, we, we sang the song this morning, didn't we? Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. And, and sometimes we need to realize how much God loves us and realize that we can let go. And as Mel was saying, that we, we can trust him. It does take a lot, doesn't it? Now, trust is a fantastic topic. I mean, we could spend all day and at least the rest of the session on that. But, you know, it does ask, almost begs the question, how do I know if this encounter, if this feeling, if this experience is actually God? How do I know it's just not, oh, that was, that was, I'm feeling good. I've just listened to a nice piece of music. I'm feeling good about myself. Is that the Holy Spirit or is it not? Um, Megan, uh, you know, not to keep you quiet for very long, have you got any thoughts on that? How do you know if it's God at work or just you? Uh, so, I mean, I think my thoughts on that would be um, learning to hear God's voice. And the more we seek and the more we ask him and the more we, we listen and and. and uh, seek to be around his presence the more we get to know his voice um, and what we mean what we often say is just just try it out and um, so if you hear often people like an alpha for example will have you know have a word or have something and feel like oh is that just in my head or is that something that God has has given to me for somebody else and and we would say you know if it's in line with the things that are the truths about God so if it is loving um if it is if it brings freedom um if it is obviously in line with the fruits of the spirit if it try it out and, and give it um and it is that faith is that risk so it's stepping out and it is it, it can be a bit you know nerve-wracking if you think you have a word for somebody to just randomly give it to them um you know but to actually then give it out and then if if, if you hear what their response is sometimes we don't always know but we just have to give it in faith and, and leave it with god but if we are able to sort of get some feedback on that that can be really encouraging and then we get to know and really hear and learn to know god's voice and learn to recognize it we are called to recognize and to listen in and to, to know for his voice and we get that through through practice and through through wanting to spend time with him and hear and listen now, when trust ultimately is built over time, isn't it? Um, AJ, any thoughts on that? Any comments on that? Your own experience of yeah, growing? I mean, I mean, I think for me, it's just uh, trust for me. It started off with, okay, I know God's real. And I'm like, okay, if you're real, God, just reveal yourself to me and mm. change my life. Because I was in a pretty bad place when I first became a Christian. As Jenna sort of shared a little bit about that last week. But I think that um, it just takes a little bit of time and a little bit more of you trying to open up and just allowing to come in. But knowing that it's God and it's Holy Spirit, it's okay. But, um, so, I mean, for me, uh, I used to go to a church in um, Barnet and I felt I, I started experiencing that trust with the Holy Spirit there because yeah. I started seeing more of him in the services. Like, we used to do, like, a youth service in the evenings. And then he started moving um, in different ways for people and it was a bit odd for me initially. But then I started, um, I brought my sister along once and she started to weep a bit. And I thought, you know what? He's actually real and he's here. He wants to meet with us. And I want a bit of that. So I just kept digging and delving in. And, mm. you know, I, th I think that um, slowly, slowly, you start to see the changes in you. And you start to see that sort of overflowing into your daily life. So for me, it's mm. like that's where the trust starts, is in those little places. And him pulling through in those little places, really. So yeah. I love that. Um, in addition to what you said, you know, just remember in Jenna's talk last week, well, well done for just pushing that girl aside and, and choosing Jenna. Yeah, I mean, she did ditch me in the end, to be fair, so it wasn't <laughs> actually, you know. Did you tell Jenna that? <laughs> 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 
there, I, was at, I was at my brother's house staying there for a little while, and he was like, oh, do you want to come to church? And I was like, no, I'm right, thanks. And he's like, well, so-and-so's coming. And I was like, well, she doesn't even, like, she's not even a Christian. And he's like, I know, but she's coming. And I said, OK, I'll go ahead and went along. And really, it wasn't, it was my brother invited me, but it was, um, yeah, it was the wrong pool to go to church. But when you're there and you feel you experience God, you just can't deny that, that with God. I wasn't, like, bold enough or didn't have the right courage to step up and actually walk out and accept mm. him in front of everyone. I just sort of stood there and just said, actually, you know what? He's real, and I'm going to make a change. So, but mm. it was really the, the Bible that really like, implemented implement, implement that change in me, I think, because I went back home, started reading the, the Word of God, and it just spoke to me in waves, and I just could not, I couldn't even cope with it. I was just so emotional, and, yeah, that's when I changed completely. I'm so glad you commented on that because we can easily spend the entire morning talking about the Holy Spirit and just talking about how we feel and we can get stuck there. Now, Megan already mentioned that it is about trust over time. Um, It's about asking other people to validate or confirm that actually what you're experiencing is the Holy Spirit, Um, but also the Bible. I mean, these these are absolutely essential aspects. I remember when I first became a Christian and uh, I got filled with the Holy Spirit very quickly because I didn't really connect with the Father or Jesus. And I always remember someone saying to me, it's like, well, they're, they're all in perfect relationship. And as long as you can connect with one of them, that they can introduce you to the others. And I think you mentioned that last week as well. Um, for me, it was easy to connect with the Holy Spirit. But when I went home and my uncle, who was a massive, devout and strong atheist, um, sat down and he said, oh, no, you haven't become a Christian, have you? I thought you were, I didn't realize you were that stupid. I thought you were cleverer than that. And it was, it was, you know, pretty harsh. But actually, if it wasn't for experiencing the Holy Spirit and then going on the discovery of truth, um, not to make this all about me, but I always remember, um, you know, encountering a lot of Muslim friends. They were amazingly kind. Hospitality to a degree that I've never seen. And I remember being served food by this guy who used to be a Christian Catholic. Um, and he was serving me food and asking me these questions that I just didn't have the answer to. And the experience of the Holy Spirit was able to take me through that, but it wouldn't have taken me much further if I didn't then start building on fact aspects of it, you know, talking about actually looking at these questions and saying, well, um, you know, why did Jesus die? Surely, you know, is that a necessary thing, et cetera, et cetera, but incredible aspects. Um, Before we move on, any other comments from you guys? I think as like for me particularly like in my trade and that I think that it's very it's a very taboo subject. People just laugh, mm. like honestly. Yeah. You say, Oh, I go to church or I'm a Christian. I mean they haven't been to church for about a year and I tell you what I can tell in my own life, you know, I think you know, oh, no, I need to dig back into the Bible, I need to dig back into the Holy Spirit because I tell you what, if you're not inviting him every day, it's like you need to be filled, continue to be filled because I think I can speak for a lot of people, this year's been really tough, especially not being at church. Yeah. I think like you you almost separate yourself a little bit from it but even in the trade and stuff you know it's people it's a big taboo subject but if you haven't got the Holy Spirit it can easily like push you off course and push you away from God so I think that's it's such a key it's such a key part of of our lives and and you need to keep pushing in I think because yeah yeah and, and it's an interesting one we have these phrases like pushing in and various other things but going back a step I love that because just when you're away from something for so long and then you reconnect with it I mean, it could be you go a whole day and then you go, I haven't had a drink of water. And when you drink it, you go, my gosh, I didn't realize how much I needed that. Um, And, you know, one of the things when I was preparing my talk was how deeply I was impacted by the difference between an encounter with the Holy Spirit, a one-off kind of moment, 
and an experience with the Holy Spirit, that going on. You know, I jokingly said, God doesn't just want to bump into us on Sundays. He wants to do life with us. And, uh, and the idea that encounters impact us, but experience changes and transforms us. Now, when we were doing the kind of preparation for this talk, Ian and I um, were talking, and Ian, you're quite, you know, you're quite passionate about this subject of not just having encounters back in, was it 1876 or whenever it was you had that, uh, but um, the experiences. <laughs> but Ian, would you talk to us more about that? <laughs> Thank you, Richard, for that. Um, <laughs> absolutely. I, I, I love encounters with the Holy Spirit. And over the years, I, I, I've just loved seeing those sort of big meeting, um, you know, services, big uh, sort of camp meetings where you really do see the Holy Spirit at work in that, that sense of you, you can actually walk up to where someone's receiving the Holy Spirit and some of it spills out over on you. That, those are fantastic. But I, I really did take in what you were saying, that it, that it has to translate into our everyday life. I, I think you know, we're in danger of being a generation that sort of the social media, the Instagram, that we want to take a snapshot of the encounter and we want to, to feed off the, the memory of the encounter rather than allowing God to build this deeper in us and, and take us further and further with him um, so that it does become part of our everyday experience, not just a Sunday or a, a special event. Um, the, the other thing about this is I've, the, the, the beautiful thing, I, I say I love the, the encounters and the, the, that sense of proximity of that, but I've also loved the fact that through lockdown, I've, I've seen how God is not limited by us being there or not being there. AJ's right, it has been a difficult year for so many people, but I've, I've loved receiving ministry online from people who actually were speaking the words probably five, six days, two weeks before I heard them, and yet still the Holy Spirit was there in that moment. As they invited the Holy Spirit to come, he came to me. Um, he's not limited. That is so true. Do you know, the, um, uh, we're filled with some experts on Alpha Course leaders, and, and, and indeed the Holy Spirit's a massive part of that because we know that you can give people all the right information and answer all the questions they have, but, but actually it's about a walk and live and experience with God that changes us and brings us closer to Him. Um, and the, we love the Alpha Course. I think I can speak for us all and just in terms of the structure it provides and what it does. But actually, the, the always concern is what happens afterwards. Um, now, we do have all various communities. Practically speaking, we're okay. But it is that aspect of, okay, well, when I was at Alpha, we prayed and the Holy Spirit filled me. And I, I felt so alive. But, you know, this Tuesday, a couple of weeks after Alpha's finished, I've prayed and nothing seems to happen. Was it all just about the course? Is this, you know, did I make it up? And it's interesting. Again, Megan, you, uh, we were talking again earlier in this week about that aspect of, you know, have you ever prayed and, and called on God and, and just nothing's happened? And, and what's going on there? And, you know, how do we, how do we go forward from that stage? Yeah, I, mean, I, think, I think there may be like two, two sort of parts of that. There's that sort of praying in, in that moment, not feeling anything. So as we talked about earlier, you know, that people experience the Holy Spirit in different ways and at different times. So, um, and then also there's the sort of praying and, and not seeing anything happening. And I suppose if I look at the 
maybe talk about the first thing first um, of when we're praying and not feeling. Um, I have a couple of things maybe to say on that. One of them um, is there was a time whenever I was praying and um, it was actually, I'll tell you the story behind it. So my dad has, he's like DIY, Mr. DIY, absolutely, you know, is just always doing something up scaffolding, you know, up building how honestly, he's just always up to something um, that way. And he, um, just for a wedding actually, he was um, using some uh, copper tubing to um, to sort of feed a bit of wiring through a wall. And at the end of it was very, very jagged. And it actually bounced back and hit him in the eye, um, which caused massive abrasion of um, his, his eyeball. He went green. Um, Rush, I mean, dad would, if his sort of head was hanging off, he'd say, oh, I'm all right. I'll just, just see how I'm like in an hour or two. But no, he was straight to hospital, you know, so I knew then, you know, he's, it's really not good. Um, and I was working from home that day and I phoned, um, I phoned mum um, and she just said, oh, I'm in the hospital with your dad. And I thought, oh no, what's happened? Anyway, talk me through it. So immediately I hung up the call um, and got on my hands and knees in prayer, um, really praying, praying into it, praying into it. And I just kept, actually every other time I felt the peace of God, but I remember that one and I just couldn't get the peace. And I just couldn't, you know, I, I knew God was with me and knew God was in it, but I was in a flap. I was just flapping. Um, and then I felt God say to me, go upstairs and wash, just wash your eyes. And I thought, upstairs and wash my eyes, you know, um, but so I did. I went upstairs and I just physically with water, just washed out my eyes. And that brought back to me that actually three days earlier, I had woken up with really blurred vision, really, really blurred vision. Um, and it lasted for, and it wasn't just, you know, that sleepy eye that we can all get. It was an hour to an hour and a half later. I looked at my phone and I couldn't see any of the text or anything. Um, and sometimes for me, God gives me things in advance, almost like, a, look, don't worry, I have this, I'm with you and I'm sovereign. So when I was washing out my, and, and if anything like that ever comes up, I'll always give it to God, pray about it. Um, and I've had so many experiences. I know I don't have time now, but where God has given things in advance and then he's been so in and over then situations, it's been quite, quite incredible. But I knew as soon as I then started to wash out my eyes, it took me back to that morning three days ago. And I then I immediately got the peace. And sort of what I then learned from that is that I was so flappy and, and God's voice was telling me, was telling me, look, I've got this, go upstairs and wash your and I because I was in such a flap, it's like almost, you know, if your friend is really panicked about something and you're trying to calm them down and they're just oh like this, God was saying to me, Hold on, it's fine, I've got it, you know. And then I got that peace um because I, I remembered God had spoke to me three days before. Um so in that immediate moment, what was required of me was to really be calm, be still and know that he is God and to listen because he was speaking. I just wasn't hearing. And then I did hear. Um, and another thing to say on that is, you know, some of my, and again, I would have put this down to me and not about God, but there have been other occasions I would say where some of my most sort of miraculous or beautiful sort of answers to prayers have actually followed prayers where they're just a bit of a quick in the moment, you know, you know, where I've just been praying to God or I'm getting into bed or, you know, and, and then maybe three days later, God has answered that prayer. And I didn't particularly feel anything in that moment probably because oh, that would have been because of me you know i was rushing around getting socks on or getting um but god always speaks we just really really need to be listening um and listening into that still voice
And sometimes it's about waiting on God. You know, Jesus waited on God. So sometimes it's about waiting. But I'll, I'll pass back over Richard because yeah, I, mean, I could go I think we probably need to get you in to do a talk at some point. Uh, I think that was, that was the start of it. But, uh, you know, I love that comment, that conversation, which, um, you know, in one sense, it reminds me of Psalm 139, which is his thoughts towards us are countless. They're numerous. We, they, they never stop coming. It's just... Are we actually listening to him? Are we tuned into it? Is a big question for that. But the other thing it makes me think about, um, probably a big one, I'll come to you in a second, Mel, about this, but actually how impossible, if I can be so blunt, to do this journey alone. You know, if we just rely on our own experiences, walk with and work with the Holy Spirit, um, we're always going to hit obstacles, we're always going to hit things. But the reason why I want to come to you, Mel, is, I mean, partly because of your experience as one of the pastors in the church, but also... You oversee the prayer ministry on a Sunday morning. I mean, if, if we could just do us on our own, why would we even need that? We'd just go home and just go, God, heal me. Oh, oh there we go, done. But what, what's going on there? Why do, we, um, why do you think it's important that we do this together? Um, I think there's something very special about speaking into somebody else's life. So I think, you know, we, we meet as a team on a Sunday morning. We do the words of knowledge. Um, and that really is us praying, Holy Spirit, come, pick out, you know, show us who you want to minister to today, who do you want to bless today. And so many times we'll get a word for physical healing, uh, and someone will respond to that, but actually while the team member's praying for that person, they're praying, yes, for that physical healing, but there's also other stuff. There's generally, you know, we're, we're praying into that person knowing God's love for them, that, um, that he's with them always, that he... Um, that he is journeying with them, that they're not alone. And I think, mm. you know, that's been certainly an experience for me. I remember praying for a lady who had uh, a really bad um, knee and she'd sat down and she was telling me this, this long uh, story about surgery and the next surgery and this is, and that can be quite overwhelming. And I was like, Lord, this is like, I don't know how to pray for this. And he said, pray that she knows my love for her. Mm. And that's what I thought, oh, I can do that because I'm all about love and, you know, <laughs> I love that. So I did, I prayed that she would experience God's love for her. And, you know, in his kindness and his faithfulness, he healed her. And wow. in that, that, just that expression of love. And she says, she, she came back and she said, I know that God loves me. He's healed me. I know that he's loved me. And she was running up and down the stairs, didn't need surgery. It was amazing. But God is so good. God is so faithful. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. I love and I that think, story. Can I just encourage as well? I also think, you know, there are times when we have to trust that what the Bible says, that, you know, God never sleeps. He who watches over us never slumbers. Mm. And I think we have to trust that he is always at work. Um, and I think there is that ripple effect. We won't always see this side of heaven, the effect that a kind word or a word of encouragement or a prayer has had for someone necessarily. But we do have to trust that God will work in that, that the words that you put out, God will make, bear fruit from those. Incredible. You know, in um, uh, introductions, um, our first kind of course that when people join the church, one of the things we, we really build on is, is John Wimber, the founder of the Vineyard Movement. And one of the things he said, uh, one of his stories is very much about um, him reading the Bible and seeing God do some incredible healing work. Um, and people going out, apostles going out, and him going to his pastor at the time and saying, uh, this looks incredible. When do we get to do this stuff? And uh, the pastor's general reply was, oh, yeah, it's amazing stories, isn't it? But they're, they're just stories. We don't do that anymore. And he's like, what? 
I don't want to do this if we don't get to do that exciting stuff. And do you know, I, I was thinking about this the other day and just remembering the Garden of Gethsemane when Peter, in his enthusiasm, if you know the story, um, they came to arrest Jesus and he, he pulled out a sword and chopped off someone's ear. And it, it hadn't occurred to me before just the visualisation of Jesus picking up the, the piece of ear on the floor. Just get your head around this for a second. Just touching him on the ear. That's probably my daughter's calling me. It is. Um, and, uh, and reattaching the ear onto this uh, soldier's head. I mean, come on, it's crazy. Um, and I love that. I, I love how miraculous these things are. But they're not just stories. Mel, you get to hear and see these. And many of us have, have heard these stories. Maybe you've heard them on a Sunday morning or heard them from other people. But if I can be brutally awkward in this moment, I don't think all of us have experienced those stories, whether we've experienced the healing or we've experienced praying for someone and seeing the healing. Um, and I don't know why that is. So I'm going to ask Jenna. <laughs> um what why so why when sometimes we pray for people or we don't mm. always no talk to us about how how is it the holy spirit walks us through seeing these incredible miracles these gifts of the spirit which we touched on last week and and i did and mark did obviously we gifts of the spirit are so important so whether it's healing or whether it's prophetic words or words of knowledge you know how how can, if we've never experienced that before, or one of those, or we don't think we have, it's probably a good question. How, how do we connect with, align ourselves with the Holy Spirit? How do we walk with the Holy Spirit and, and ensure that we get to see him at work? Or how do we get to see him at work? That's a really tough question. Um, you say tough or daft? Tough, okay. not daft. <laughs> I'm happy with um, either, I just wanted to know. <laughs> I suppose it comes back to that relationship with him and just pursuing him and like you know we said before like pressing in so what we mean by that is just like not giving up on him just because maybe we don't always see what we'd like to see or expect to see um and also like putting ourselves in situations where we get the opportunity to see God move and God um work and answer prayers and um yeah so I suppose not giving up on that and and also asking questions and learning what the like what the holy spirit is about um trusting him again i don't know i think i feel like i'm waffling I don't, I don't it's really an know. interesting one and it it's, is a big question i'm not sure i 100 percent understand yeah no no i think it's, i think it's a discussion to some degree i mean <laughs> yeah. if i was to go to you mel would you yeah I, I funny enough we were talking about this in connect group uh on thursday um I think sometimes we can be uh, so busy looking for the big mm. moments in in the Holy Spirit movement, uh, you know, like the, the John Wimbers or the Billy Grahams, and we, we, we're not all called to be that. A very wise and beautiful lady in our connect group, I won't say her name, uh, but she is sat there. Um, and, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, she was saying it's not a big mission. Oh, it's not always that. about that. It is for some people. You know, Fliss and Chris Lane sat here, started this church. Amazing calling of God. But we don't all have that. But we all have something. We're all called by God to do something. Um, and a verse, actually, that's been speaking to me, certainly over the last few months, is uh, from 1 Kings. Uh, and it's where Elijah is called to stand in the presence of the Lord at the mountain. And then there's this mighty wind that comes and it says, God is not in the wind. Then there's this earthquake, but God is not in the earthquake. Then there's a fire, but God is not in the fire. Then there was this gentle whisper. 
and Elijah knew that was God. And I think, you know, sometimes we can be so busy looking for this big thing that we miss those gentle whispers. And I think, you know, we all can hear those throughout the week, be listening for that nudge to be kind to someone. You know, Jenny, you said about the story of, of going to tell the lady outside who was sweeping the road that Jesus loved her, mm. you know, but you listen to that and then you have to be obedient and follow through. Jen, I think you've got something to say in addition to um, I'll just nod towards Megan and Ian if you want to add anything on the end of this. Yeah, only, um, yeah, about listening to God. I definitely, I feel like a lot of people maybe who feel like they haven't had this encounter with the Holy Spirit or necessarily seen him move, it is exactly that. It's, you, you have heard him, but it's practising hearing his voice and what he sounds like. Um, and that's something... I'm quite passionate about because, you know, growing up, I felt like I knew God, but I wasn't sure if it was him speaking to me or not. And, um, and you know, we use this analogy on, on Alpha sometimes, but, you know, in the Bible, Jesus says, my sheep know my voice. I mentioned that last week. And so Jesus is telling us that actually we are able to recognize his voice. We need to practice recognizing his voice. Um, and, you know, if there was a crowded room outside, you know, I'm just thinking about when we used to meet and out in the lobby area, there's noise and there's people, baby, like children screaming and running around. There's so much noise in that room. But yeah, if, if AJ, for example, called my name, I'd know it was him. I'd respond. I'd, I'd be tuned in. I'd know it was him because I know his voice so well. Likewise, if one of my babies started screaming, you know, like the mums of the newborn baby, like you have this instinct, you know it, it's your baby. And I feel like that's what it's like with the Holy Spirit. The more we tune in with him and practice hearing his voice, we recognise his voice and then we can respond to his voice and we know that it's him speaking. Um, and that's like, a game changer I think when we yeah. know that it's him and a lot of people ask the question as well how do I know it's not just my imagination and it's actually God and Megan touched on that you know if, it, if it's in line with the Bible and, and who God is then it's likely to be God um, but also um, God's given us our imagination so actually quite often there's creative ideas and those thoughts that we have God's directing those thoughts so I think a lot of people here who maybe feel like they haven't heard specifically from the Holy Spirit actually probably have and you've heard that still small voice and it's about practicing that absolutely brilliant Ian uh, Megan would you like to add anything just to say that um I would completely agree with with what's been said and um you know it's all about relationship and it's all about sort of seeking his presence and seeking that sort of um close relationship with him and like Jenna said I would say that if somebody feels that you know they haven't heard from, from him or he hasn't spoken, I would say that, yeah, you probably you probably have. Uh, and to be really sort of, you know, um, comforted by that. Um, and, and like Mel said, it's about the small things. You know, he cares about the big things and the big miraculous things, but also about the small things too. And and in a, in a relationship, it is about sort of walking together in the everyday. And, you know, one thing that I'm really sort of um, passionate about and and that you know it breaks my heart really is when when you know we struggle through things without him so when we um you know he wants to know about everything he well, he already knows it but he wants to share in that everything with us so you know it's about sort of walking with him in the everyday and uh, you know it's said that we're at our best when we're filled with his holy spirit and, and we're sort of carrying heaven we're carrying around the atmosphere of heaven so we're, we're called to be being filled and being filled and being filled and walking in that every day and, and amazing things come when we are filled with the spirit um filled with his his spirit so i would say yeah um he speaks to everybody and and let's listen in beautiful ian any other comments yeah 
Yeah, absolutely. Can I just, um, I, I was uh, in pre preparing for this, I, I was going back and looking at some of the things that I'd sent out to the Alpha team. And by the way, a big shout out to all the Alpha teams down the years. Uh, you know, as leaders, we stood on the shoulders of giants in, in what we were doing there. But um, one of the things I did is as one of my pep talks for the team with direct plagiarism from Chris Lane, a sermon he preached eight years ago, um, and it was the necessary, the possible, and the impossible. Do what's necessary. Remember your own spiritual disciplines in relationship with God. Be a reader of his word. Be a praying person. Be someone who wants, you know, saying, I want to be being filled. That present continuous uh, the, the state that the Jenna was talking about last week. You know, do those necessary things anyway, but also in the life of the church and in your life, do the practical stuff that just helps people. Do the little things. Um, do what is possible. Look for the immediate opportunities, but with, a, uh, with an open ear to hear how God is prompting you, just in case he wants to give that little word. And it may be the, the simplest of words. And if we do the necessary and we do the possible, what we'll actually find is that we end up doing the impossible because it is teamwork as you said, Richard, in your talk, but actually, if we're faithful in doing those things, when we keep doing that, we find God turns up and that teamwork works perfectly at that point. Can I say just one other thing as well? If you think you're hearing God's word and you're not sure, what I want to say from all my centuries of experience, Richard, <laughs> is that I've made... I've made far more mistakes in not speaking out when God's prompted me than I've ever made by speaking out when God's prompted me. Nice. That's good. Um, I want to transition to something else, but before I do, Mel, AJ, would you like to add anything? I think Ian touched on that perfectly. I think it's just getting involved in, yeah, firstly, it's doing, yeah, exactly. I'll remember that because he spoke to me all the team, when we first started Alpha, he's like, remember, day prayer, getting into God's word, da, 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 and then, mm. um, yeah, help out where you can, and then God does the impossible. And that is just, yeah, I think to finish off, that is absolutely amazing. And yeah, I, I, I sort of second that, definitely. Perfect. Um, yeah, I would just say, say the same, really, but also just speak it out, as Ian said, you know, um, be bold, be courageous. You know, God is with you. He's right behind you. He's got your back. He won't let you stumble. Um, and I think, yeah, people have got grace for that. So if you do have a word, um, as long as it's kind, it's encouraging, it's inspiring, it builds people up. I use think, which is, is it truthful? Is it helpful? Is it inspiring? Is it necessary? Is it kind? If it's none of those Ooh, things, that's good. maybe pray about it a bit more <laughs> or seek some yeah. wise counsel. But um, if it's... I don't know. I mean, I feel like someone should just know that down. Could you just remind us of the THINK acronym again? So. Yeah, it's THINK. So is it truthful? Is it helpful? Is it inspiring? Is it necessary? And is it kind? Oh, so good. Thank you, Pastor Mel. <laughs> okay. So, you know, we could carry on talking. I'm loving having this conversation with these guys. They have so much wisdom and experience. But, you know, the experience that they have comes from just going, okay, I don't know, but I'm just going to step out and see if it happens and see if God's done something. And the reason why you're here and the reason why you're talking about this so confidently and experientially is because God is incredibly faithful when we step out. 
And so what I'd love to do, just for a few moments before we all uh, disappear off for lunch, with the, uh, with the command to go and, and be a blessing, you know, using that an, an, um, acronym, the, the think aspects, or even just going, God, give me a word for someone, or, or God, just impress something on me that I may share it. As I said, when I was talking, I always read the Bible and, and say, God, I, I don't want to just be um, interested by this. I want to use, I want to have an opportunity to use this verse, whether I share it with someone or, or, um, or it just changes how I do things every single day. And so what I would love us to do is just spend a moment doing that very thing of just waiting on God and seeing what he wants to say, what he wants to, you know, inspire us or direct us or lead us. If you're in the room, indeed, if you're online as well, would you just pause for a second? Maybe you want to close your eyes. We're only going to do this for a few moments, but I just want to give us the opportunity to do this. Now, I believe, and, and I, I speak for everyone who said the same thing here, we believe that God is always speaking. We believe, we know from experience and from doing all these Alpha courses and seeing, no exaggeration, hundreds of people connect with, walk with, and engage with the Holy Spirit, that he speaks to every single one of us who just position ourselves to listen. Now, for some of us, it's a brand new experience, and it might just be a, a word that comes in our mind. For some of us who have been doing this, um, for as long as Ian, and, um, and we know and we've learned over time to hear God's a little bit more descriptive voice or to ask an extra question about it. But Father, would you come and meet with us now, and whether it's in the chat or whether it's in the room, we just speak out what you're saying. And let me just encourage you, Gunnar, you put a great question in the chat as well, saying, you know, which gifts do I have access to? I believe, and we teach on this more in introductions, if you haven't done that, do sign up for that in September, um, that God gives us access to all of these gifts that are in 1 Corinthians 12, miracles, healing, words of knowledge, etc. It's really about the toolbox analogy of what tool do you need? In other words, if you're putting yourself in an environment where you need to give someone a word of knowledge, then God will give you a word of knowledge. If you go over to someone who's in the, the, the leg is in cast, and you ask God that he would meet with you and talk with you in that place, then the chances are you'll see healing take place. Where you are is what God will give you. And so where we are now is saying, God, would you speak to us? So let me start here. I'm going to come to the team in a second. You guys can carry on praying. I'll give you an extra moment. But has anyone in this room just sensed that God has given you a word or a sentence or a scripture that you, would, you feel like someone just needs to hear at this moment. If you are, would you just put your hand up and I'll, I'll ask you. Oh, Danny, go for it. Uh, I'm going to say no until I hear what it is. Just, I mean, I'm sure it's going to be wonderful, but... Wow. Now, there's probably people in this room wondering if that's for them. Danny, would you catch them on the way out? Yeah, um, and social distance and everything else. But would you just encourage them with that word? That would be fantastic. Thank you. I love that. Great example. Anyone else in the room? Sarah Jane?
I love that. I just realised, sorry, the people at home wouldn't have heard these words. Um, Danny had a, uh, a word for someone in the room, a lady in the room, uh, that God sees them, sees what they're doing. And I, I, we've had a little conversation. He's going to grab that person on the way out and give them that word. Um, he doesn't, I mean, he may know if it's true or not, but ultimately, what an encouragement. And Sarah Jane, just sitting here, was caught by the drums. I love this kind of, ex- the idea of simplicity of just letting God kind of direct your vision and catching onto something. And, uh, and the sense was, is, um, is that someone watching online or someone in this room is just feeling um, squished, was the word you used. I do love the word squished, or crushed, or overwhelmed. And, and it's just, you just want to break out of it. But God is saying that actually he can use that to create an even bigger sound. When we're compressed, God can explode us so much more. Uh, in other words, where you are in your current situation may feel crushing, but actually God is using it to create something bigger. He may not put you in that situation, but he will use it to create a sound that so many more people will hear. What an encouragement. Uh, one or two others in the room, then I'll come to the team. No, well, let's go to the, oh, Sam first. Oh, so we're seeing two hands. Go to Sam first of all. Beautiful. And so if you didn't hear that, um, Sam was just reminded. Now, I love this. So God sometimes simply just reminds us. So many times in the Bible, we're just being reminded of, remembering. And, and in those stories, there's often this a little bit more, an invitation. And so Sam was reminded of the story of the prodigal son, the one who went wayward, the one who, um, you know, as much as he loved his father, was distracted by all the various other things going on. I wanted to seek those aspects of enjoyment and then suddenly realized one day that he was further away from the Father than he ever realized. He drifted afar. And in that place, there's a sense of hopelessness, a sense of being lost. But actually at home is the Father desperately waiting. And so the arms wide open, they're ready to run and embrace. And maybe you watching again online or in the room have, can relate to that. You've been chasing and, and enjoying yourself, but one day you've woken up and you thought, I'm a lot further away from God than I've realized. And today, being the Father's Day that is, a reminder of God's wonderful, faithful, committed love, he's saying, would you come home? Would you come home? Would you just start walking and I will run to you and bring you back into my arms and bring you back into the family? So if that's you where you are, um, by all means, we'll offer prayer at the end of it, or you can email in or hit the require prayer button. But just love that simple thing of being rem- reminded of something. One other word from the guy in the shadow. I can't see who you are. Yep. That was Fred. Sorry, the beautiful voice. My, go on. Fred, go for it. Mm.
Nice. I'm just going to pause you there, Fred, sorry, because the people at home can't hear the wonderful things you're saying, so they're just staring at my face at the moment. It's not great. Um, so, it, it, I mean, we've talked about it a number of times, actually, about trust. Uh, and Fred had a picture of, was it a line of coins? And, and very much following this trail of trust, any opportunity you have just to pick up an opportunity for trust. It may not be big. It doesn't always have to be the big, joyful, wonderful, I'm going to go across the room and pray for that person who's... who's suffering and their, all, their whole life is going to be fixed. Maybe it's just to go and talk to that person. Maybe it's a, um, I always saw is of people just going, Do you know, I feel like I just need to go to that place and see what happens. I'll just go and pray and see where God leads us. Just little elements, have fun with God. And I love that aspect of, actually, this can be joy. This isn't a chore. This isn't God just trying to get you back into, well, it's Father's Day, my kids are cool. Um, uh, it isn't just this aspect of God just trying to get you back. It's an aspect of God saying, I want to do this with you. I want to have fun with you. I want to play with you. But you've got to trust me. So why don't we do a step by step by step? Okay, we're pressed on for time. If you need to head off in the room, that's absolutely fine. Sam, can we have one more song at the end? And while you guys are taking the stand, I'm going to go around each of you. If you've got one word or, or thoughts, if you don't, just say pass, that's absolutely fine. But why don't we start with Ian um, and then go from there. Ian, any words, comments, verses? Yeah, absolutely. Two, two things I just feel the Lord wants to say. Um, the first one is I think there, there are still people who, despite all we've talked about about the Holy Spirit, you're still a bit frightened by the Holy Spirit. And I think what God wants to say to you is he's actually counted every single hair on your head. He knows how many hairs you've got. He knows you intimately and he loves you. And you can trust him. And in this moment, and I think actually for some of you, you're on catch up later, but this is your moment to say, Lord, I trust you and I want to receive from you. And the, the other thing, just when I was out walking this morning, I, I just really felt that God was saying that on Father's Day, that there are some people who are really struggling with knowing God is Father because of their own past and what they've experienced and some of the rubbish that's gone on in your life. Um, one of the, the jobs of the Holy Spirit is to, to point us to, to the Father. Um, and again, I think this is your moment to say, Lord, will you show me what it means to be loved by a Father? Because uh, he wants to pour out his love in you. Amazing. Megan, would you like to add anything? Yes, please. So I, I had two things as well. Um, First thing was that I felt God uh, wanted to speak truth and life into somebody who is feeling that um, they just they just feel they're not significant and they just feel that um, feeling a bit of a rut um, and just feel like uh, sort of what their sort of purpose and and life is and things are just getting a bit tough um, and I just wanted to to pray into that and I feel God is sort of holding you and if that's you I, I just um, I just feel like God is saying this is for you to receive um that he's just holding you really intimately holding your face and saying um you are loved and i love you and you have significance through being my child and and to sort of um 
move away from what the what the worldly things of of, of false falsehood things of significance and actually saying you're my child and you're loved and you're a son or a daughter of christ and i feel like he's also sort of saying that he has so many jeremiah 29 i know the plans i have for you and that he's sending people if you feel alone that he's sending people um, who love you and who are full of love and kindness all around you and that they are there that there are people there who really really love you and who he's sending those people um into into your life um, and he's got amazing things an amazing chapter to come and life and life to the full for you and so much joy um, and that and that you're um you know you are his son or daughter and also you're a part of this church family you're a part of this church family um and that that those people and those connections are there for you so in this moment i just uh, whoever that is i just speak life and i speak life to the full and happiness and laughter um, and God's plan and God's will in your life. And I just break off any untruths. And I just feel where God, um, in the song we heard earlier, Jesus reached out his hand and he found me in the dust. He finds us where we're at. And in this moment, I just break that off. And with his breath, we just fl- we just brush away that dust. So if you feel like you've been surrounded by dust, God has blown that off. And you're now free and full of life. And and thank you, Lord, that whoever that is will just get up and walk in that. Thank you from this moment that you will just get up and walk in that. In Jesus' name, amen. And the second thing, Richard, I had (laughs) was, um, sorry, I'm short on time, but I just wanted to say the other one as well. Is that okay? Yeah, if you you just um, keep it very short. Yeah, so Proverbs 3, 5, for somebody, I just felt that there was somebody who felt at a crossroads and just felt that they um, are really not really sure. I'm not sure exactly what it's about, but just not really sure where to go. And it made me think, isn't that a wonderful um, to be listening in on the Holy Spirit, you know, the Holy Spirit um, uh, sessions that we've had. And I just wanted to say this to you, if you feel you're at a bit of a crossroads. So Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. So he will direct your path. Amazing. Wonderful. Mel, and then AJ, and then Jenna, and we're here to worship. Um, yeah, actually, I've, I've had this impression that there may be someone who's been living under the label of a poor relation. Um, they've had that either spoken over them or it's just how they feel in part of their, their circle. And I just have this picture of, of the Lord providing for you this massive walking wardrobe and it's jam-packed full of clothes and beautiful shoes but you need to walk through the door and you need to take off that old label you need to take off those old clothes and dress yourself in what the lord has got for you so bless you yeah Yeah, sorry just really quickly i had um the feeling that someone continuously like they're striving like had this battle between the flesh and the spirit and they're like paul talks about and they're continually referring to them, their, their old self. And I think God's saying, that's not you anymore. And it never will be because you've become my son and you'll never stand in that place ever again. So whether you struggle and keep going back to the same struggles, God is saying, you're not that person anymore. You are a new person. So don't keep referring to yourself as that adult person. Nice. Brilliant. Yeah, and just quickly, I feel like um, God's just encouraging someone or people here to be specific. So God's in the detail, be specific. So um, whatever it is you need from him, whether it's reassurance, whether it's um, encouragement, whether it's something physical, um, just be specific with him and be expectant 
to hear him answer and then look for how he's speaking to you about that. Incredible. Thank you so much, guys. Give these guys a huge round of applause. Just amazing. Now, we are going to worship. If you do need to go, that's absolutely fine. We've pushed over a little bit more, but it's been, it'll be appropriate to respond to God. But let me just finish with this comment. You know, when God gives us good gifts, when he gives us gifts, it's up to us to receive them, to own them, to say, that's me, and I'm receiving that. What you've just experienced is God giving good gifts to you if you're watching from home or you in the building. It's really up to you now to say, that's me. I'm accepting that word. That's not just a word for someone else. That's not a promise for someone else. That's a promise for me. And God, that's your love. What we're gonna do now is we're gonna slowly slip off the stage and we're gonna worship together for a few moments and then I'll come back and we'll bless you guys. Let's do that together. 